please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, you've been keeping those doctor's appointments? I know the weather's been beautiful, and I know the beaches are are working, and who wants to go to the doctor at 2 o'clock in the afternoon? But you have to. Make sure you keep those doctor's appointments in your therapy appointments. Before we start... Let me just remind you, an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check us out. So how you feeling, my friends? You feeling good? Feeling strong? You feeling better than you did yesterday? Excellent. Hey, I'm going to remind you again, and I'm going to keep on reminding you, read those prescription bottles. Read those warning labels. Watch about going out in the sun with your prescriptions. Some of them warn you not to go out in full sunlight. Some of them warn you not to go out in the sunlight at all with the, when you're taking these prescriptions. Very important to follow those warnings. You might end up with some adverse effects or, you know, you may even end up passing out from it or getting really sick. So heed those warnings. Read them. And always be careful of the -the over-the-counter drugs you might take, you know, like stuff for headaches or stomach aches, whatever. Always check with your doctor first before you add in an over-the-counter drug or remedy for something. You don't know what's going to not work with your prescriptions, and you don't want to cause any problems. And the heat added into all of this, it it can just be detrimental to your health. So be careful with the -the over-the-counter stuff as well. And that also includes these herbs and whatnot. Just be careful what you're taking. Before you take anything new or add anything into your regimen, always check with your doctor first. That's always just a good thing to remember. And just one more thing. Now I know everybody knows this, but I'm just going to remind you anyhow. Alcohol and prescription medication does not mix. Now I know there's going to be the one person out there going, oh no, 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 hell, I gotta, I gotta have a drink when I go to a party. You know you don't. And uh, it just doesn't mix. And you have to make a choice, an adult choice. Which is more important, getting a buzz on or your health. So stay away from the alcohol. All right, I'm not going to hop on this anymore. I'm not going to keep on hopping on it on you. As I said, we're all adults here. So we got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about prescription drugs. In particular, there was, there's an article that was in the New York Post about a groom who, guy's getting married and decided he's going to save money instead of buying his prescription insulin he bought over-the-counter insulin which i never heard of but it's in there over-the-counter insulin and it didn't work out too well for him so we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about when a person that who's disabled suffers a loss whether it's a family member a friend a pet and in particular we're going to talk about a pet because last week when i was doing the podcast during the taping of it i got a call from a very dear friend of mine 
who lost a pet and it was devastating. So we're going to talk about that. So today's episode of the podcast isn't just for disabled people, but but for those who care for us, our family members, our friends, our caretakers. This will be of interest to you too today. So let's get going. Yeah, so I'm reading the post the other day. Actually, it was August 6th. And I see the headline, Diabetic groom-to-be dies after taking cheaper insulin to pay for wedding. So, of course, that caught my eye. So I started reading reading the article. It says, The high price of medicine cost him his life. When Josh Wilkerson turned 26, he aged out of his stepfather's private health insurance and he was unable to afford his nearly $1,200 a month insulin bill. He began rationing his pricey prescription before a doctor recommended taking Relyon, an over-the-counter brand sold for $25 a vial at Walmart. I've never heard of this Relyon, but it didn't work for his body, his mom, Erin Wilson Weaver, tells the Post. Her son died June 14th, and she's still mourning, but determined to advocate in his memory. Known as human insulin, Relyon requires more time to become effective than the analog insulin that Wilkerson had previously been taking. But at one-tenth of the price, it was more affordable for the Northern Virginia dog kennel supervisor who was earning $16.50 an hour. When it comes to type 1 diabetes, people are facing unthinkable decisions between the cost of living and their very lives. Wilson Weaver writes in a post for Diabetes Advocacy blog full of similar posts about those lost to type 1 diabetes after being unable to afford the insulin. Let me just stop right there. Right off the bat, a couple of things come into question in my mind. First being the doctor. If this insulin was so acceptable, why is it that for so long they were writing the prescription for the more expensive insulin? Why wasn't this insulin given right along? I mean, common sense, right? And then my other question is for the patient himself. Didn't you question when you went from $1,200 a month down to $25 a vial what the difference was? Didn't it set off a couple of bells in your head saying, I got to check this out more? I mean, you're playing games with your health here. You're playing games with your life. You don't play games with, with insulin. That's that's the difference between life and death for a diabetic. And yet, because you, you want to pay for a wedding, you, you figure, well, $25 is better than $1,200. And what about the family? His mother, who's advocating now by writing a blog, she couldn't have helped him with his medical bills, plus the fact that there were plenty of groups and places out there that he could have went to get help with getting his medicine. None of this makes sense unless you're just going for the cheaper way out. And the cheaper way out, well, look what happened. There's that old saying, my friend, if things look too good to be true, they probably are. Don't you think that every other diabetic under the sun, if they were able to get insulin at $25 a vial, would be grabbing it off the shelves? Don't you think that that would be going on? Do you think other insulin-dependent diabetics would still be paying $1,200, $1,300 a month? Or that insurance companies would still be paying that if this insulin was available and acceptable for treatment? I don't get it. I know people that when they smoke cigarettes, they won't buy the cheap cigarettes. They'll only smoke 
name brand, Marlboro, Newport, something like that. They won't buy the no frills brand. But yet with insulin, somebody will actually go out and buy the no frills brand. Cigarettes will kill you. Buying the no frills brand of insulin will kill you. And I understand the, the families, like I said. What happened to responsibility? Oh, my kid can't afford the, the insulin. It's $1,200 a month. So he's going to have to go down to the $25 no frills pack that's like the Happy Meal of insulin. I'm sure you must get a toy or something with the insulin when you buy it. What about family saying, I can't let my son go, go down to that cheap stuff? His health is involved here. So what about the family getting together and trying to make up the difference that he can't afford for the, for the insulin? And where's the son's brain? Oh, I'm trying to save for a wedding, so I'm going to cut costs on life-saving medication? My head's going to explode even thinking about this. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And what about this doctor? Did the doctor explain the difference between the two insulins? Who knows? All I know is that there's a young man that's dead all because he was cutting costs on life-saving medication. Medication is nothing to fool with. Rationing medication is not the way it's done. Medication has to be taken the way it's written. And looking for the cheaper way out does not work. That's the same thing these people that go into different countries and buy it because it's cheaper than buying it here. And you get they give you these excuses. Well, I, ha I can't afford my medication. There's other things you can cut back on so that you can take your medication. You can cut back on cable TV. Cut back on cars. Cut back on other things. Medication is not something that you should ever cut back on. Medication is not something you should ever go cheap on. And as I said, there's places that can help you to get your medication. You can write to the manufacturer, call the manufacturer. They have all these programs for people that can't afford their medication. There's no reason to go to the bargain basement to get your medication. None whatsoever. And this is just proof of it. And I know people are going to say, well, why are you bringing the families into it? I got a whole ration of crap last time, last week, with the uh, about the junkies and their families. Well, you know, it's not everyone else's problem. I know that this article was written to say that medication prices are too high, and yeah, that may be the case. But you know what? Somebody died. Somebody died, and it could have been avoided. No matter what way you look at it, it could have been avoided. Family could have pitched in. They could have went to the the manufacturer of the medication. There's so many things that could have been done instead of this young man dying. All right, let's move on here. We all know how devastating a loss can be in our lives. You lose a, a relative, a parent, a sibling, even a pet. Losing a pet can be devastating. For a person who's disabled and at home, the loss of someone close to them can be extremely devastating. And I want to point this out simply because last week, like I said earlier, I have a very good friend of mine that called me during last week's podcast, and he was distraught. I mean, so distraught, he lost his pet. And people, la people laughed after the fact. What is he so upset about? You know, it was a freaking bird. That's the way they said it. And you want to know something? For a person who's disabled in their home, when you become disabled, you lose so much. You lose control of so much. You lose touch, really, with the outside world. You don't get up and go out to work every day anymore. 
your world suddenly shrinks, and it shrinks to what's right around you immediately. And for him, it was his bird. And he's had this bird. The bird's name was Buddy. And he's had Buddy for 21 years. 21 years he's had Buddy. And Buddy died of old age. He died of natural causes. And it just devastated him. It devastated him, and it still is today. A week later, he's still... He's getting better, but still, and people are, people are making snide comments like, it was a bird. To you, it's a bird. To him, it was a companion. You know, he's married. His wife comes home every night. But during the day, this bird was a companion for him. It was somebody who got up in the morning. He uncovered. He, sp he spoke to the bird. I met the bird. The bird was a, he, it was a nice bird. It was a cockatiel. The bird could could speak. He could say a couple of words. He had a pleasant chirp. He'd sing a song. He'd whistle. He'd let him out of the cage. The bird would sit on top of the cage. He'd come over and sit on his shoulder, sit on his head. The bird, the bird just was very interactive with him. At night, he'd put him to bed. He'd feed him. It was a, it was a regular ritual for him. This is something he did. He took care of Buddy. And for him, losing Buddy was devastating. And so and so would just get him another bird. That would be like me saying to you, well, your, your mother died. Just give him another, go get another old lady. It, it, it doesn't happen that way. And I know you're saying, well, you can't compare a mother to a bird. Well, as far as feelings go, the feelings that my friend had for his bird were very strong. It was, he wasn't replacing anybody with, with the bird. The bird was just another part of his life. And we have to realize that when people are disabled in their home, their world shrinks. They're no longer going into Manhattan or going into an office or going out on the road in a truck or working in a store in retail where they're seeing all kinds of people. Their world shrinks. Their world becomes what's there immediately for them. And anyone that's disabled knows what I'm talking about. You wake up in the morning, your, your world consists of getting up, saying goodbye to your spouse or your kids as they go off to work and school, and there you are, you're home. And for him, Buddy the Bird was home with him. And to lose that, to lose that companionship, it's devastating. The same thing, a person who loses a dog or a cat. If you look on Facebook, there's 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 pages made up to the loss of pets. And it's it's just that much harder when they make up a big part of your world. That's the same thing. If you're if you're home and you're taking care of parent or or a sibling, you know, a brother or a sister or something, and God forbid, God forbid a million times over, they pass on. That's a big part of your world that's gone. You're devastated. And I know you're probably sitting, in your, sitting there and in your mind saying, you can't compare a, a, an animal to a, to a person. Yeah, you can. For, for the person that's with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yeah, you can. And you got to give those people room to grieve. You can't make light of it. I've heard people say, well, you know, your mother died. She let us. She she lived a good life. She was ninety something years old. She was ready to go. Is anyone ever ready to go? Does anyone? I don't understand that. Put it this way: I could be ninety years old. I'm not ready to go. I could be a hundred and nine years old, and I'm still not ready to go. How can you say that about another human being? How can you say, well, his pet lived a good life. It was his time. How do you know it's his time? It's it's never a good time. It's 
it's never a good time for, for the person or the pet to go, and it's never a good time for the person that's close to them that loves them to lose them. Never. <laughs> that's like the person that goes to a funeral and says, look how good they look. They look good. They're dead. People, you got to give people time to grieve, whether it's a pet or whether it's a person. But for the disabled, you know, as trivi trivial as you may believe it to be, for them, losing a pet, it could be a goldfish. And that could, that could be a traumatic experience for them because that's something that they take care of day after day. The same way you take care of a job. You go to your job day after day. Think about it like that. If you were to wake up one morning, your job was gone. You'd be devastated. Here, you add to the fact that, in my buddy's case, the bird loved him. The bird, the bird was an inanimate object. The bird came out of the cage. The bird was never in the cage except to sleep. The bird had free reign of, of the room that he was in. You'd go into that room and the bird would come over and sit on your shoulder, sit on your lap, sit on the table next to you. And he was a clean bird. It was a loss. It was a big loss. I feel the loss, to be honest with you. So I know how bad he feels. And to trivialize it and say it was only a bird, that's wrong. So please, let them grieve in their own way. Don't try to... I, and I know you're trying to help by saying, look, pick yourself up. But that never helps. Think about it. Has anyone ever said that to you? Eh, put it out of your mind. Don't think of it. Does that help you? Your, your parent died. Eh, all right, all right. You grieved for three days. All right, put it out of your mind now. They're in a better place. Come on, move on, move on. Does that help you? No, it doesn't. Think about, think about the disabled person that's home, and this is what he has day in and day out is his pet. Could be a dog, could be a cat, could be a snake, could be a lizard, it could be a turtle. But they have it day in and day out. Please don't trivialize it, and please give them room to grieve. I read this on the internet and I thought to myself, how true is this? It said, more lessons are learned from rock bottom than they are from mountaintops. That's so true. You think about it. Who, ha who learns more? The person that's planted on top of the mountain and given everything? Or the person who fights their way up from rock bottom? and has to find everything they need. It makes sense, doesn't it? If you have to find what you need to get ahead versus the person who's given everything, you definitely have a better education. You definitely have learned more in life. The only thing the person on top has learned is how to accept. You've learned how to find. And us, as disabled people, we've all been on the top of the mountain at one time, and we got knocked off when we became disabled. But thankfully, we're fighting our way back up. We're, we're clawing our way back up. You can't knock that. You can't disregard that. That's a good thing. And remember, when you can, give somebody else a hand up while you're on your way up. I want to thank you for stopping by today, and I want to share with you, we are now being heard in 61 countries. That's right, 61 countries are listening to an apple a day, and I think that's great. That's phenomenal. So, listen, my friends, I will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, and remember this, things can always be worse. Right now, somewhere, someone is wishing that they were in your position right now. So things can always be worse. 
Listen, I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day, and my name is Jimmy Apple. Have a great weekend, friends. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.